Hey, Jen, want to talk about holiday sexy time? Ho, ho, no. Great. Today we're going to discuss some tips to keep your marriage strong and sex life hot, even during the stress of the holidays. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Welcome to the podcast where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, intensive weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and now a podcast. Today, we're talking about maintaining your sexual relationship during the stress of holiday travel and company. Regrettably, in many marriages, getting in the Christmas spirit means burying your sex drive until after the new year. No wonder Scrooge was so grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jen, why is sex so difficult for couples to maintain during the holidays? Well, on all of the Hallmark movies, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Supposedly, the holiday season is this amazingly intimately romantic time where Couples meet, couples uh, have all this extra time together, and it's just so lovely and wonderful, and there's all of this fireside uh, cuddling and intimacy that occurs on the bearskin rug in front of the fireplace. (laughs) Right, but I think most of us are probably not living in the Hallmark movies, and so the month of December is a month that is so busy, and sex gets strained because that strain is caused by so much stress. Right. So we figured we would try to preempt this a little bit by um, talking about this, hopefully even before the month of December begins. And of course, I mean, there's Thanksgiving, um, which just is sort of the preamble, the, the, the initial wave of holiday stress that hits us even before December <laughs> gets here. It's a way to kick off being thankful yeah. for, um, for all that our lives are full of. But at the same time, it's those full lives that can make um, connecting with your with your spouse, the one you're supposed to be the most intimate with. Um, oftentimes, it's like during this this season, the connection with your spouse just seems to get put on the back burner. Yeah, and it's almost expected. It's like the holidays are for everyone else except the one we care the most about. And right. That just uh, obviously doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I think that our sex is... Uh, becomes uh, a victim of holiday stress because uh, our relationships just get so strained. And right. if, if there's not intimacy uh, in every other realm of our relationship, if there's not time for the relationship, then there's certainly not going to be time to build the emotional um, connections that are necessary for great sex to be happening. Right. We know that stress is the number one libido killer. Absolutely. Whether you're a spontaneous partner or a responsive partner, both um, you know, studies show that stress will kill libido faster than anything oh, else. Oh, man. And more definitely than anything. It Stress, if there's stress in your life, 
it is just so much more difficult to enjoy sex. Right. Um, now that said, it doesn't all of us have stress in our lives, and even during um, times that are not associated with Christmas, we all have stress in our lives. Uh, and so all of us have to learn on some level to deal with stress, but it just seems like if, if your life is like ours, that there is just, there are so many demands on our lives at this time of year, uh, time. I mean, there are holiday parties, there's kids recitals, although maybe not so much in the month, in <laughs> the time of COVID, but there are recitals, there are school obligations, there are friend obligations, there's family obligations, there's traveling. Um, there right. are just so many demands on our time that take us away from the normal, often healthy routines that we have in our relationships. Date nights get put on hold because you have to go shopping for Christmas gifts and so on. So right. uh, it's just, there's a lot going on there. And so, speaking of, of shopping, that, you know, the, I think the other huge stress during this time of year is money. Oh yeah. You know, it's, um, it's not cheap to give a gift to every single person that you know. <laughs> yeah, yes. And and to put the thought into that also requires time. But the money, you're right. I mean, um, for whatever reason, we've made it a tradition in America to um, put ourselves into financial stress and even significant debt just so that we can celebrate uh, our love for each other. Not sure how that makes sense or why that's supposed to make sense, but that's what we've done. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, we, we've got to obviously do something about that or at least learn how to manage that stress. We, we're going to have uh, financial stress in our lives. We've got to learn how to manage that so it doesn't impact our relationship. Speaking of relationships, all of our relationships become more intensified during this time of year, especially yeah. if you're spending time with people that you don't ordinarily spend time with. Right. This tends to be the time of year that you get together um, with your extended family. Right. And so there's the stress of just that as much as you love them, as much as you're excited to be together, um, that adds in a different dynamic dynamic. And so um, dealing with, you know, your your in-laws and even the, the decision of which family are we spending the holiday um, with? Yeah. I mean, doesn't that become a, it's like a perpetual argument um, throughout most of our married lives is, you know, whose family are we going to spend Christmas at or whose family are we spending Thanksgiving at and how much time are we spending with each of those respective families? Right. Um, that can be a huge stress. And then you're just, you're dealing with people that you don't frequently deal with. And so um, that they do things differently than you do. And you right. have different values than some of your extended family, maybe all of your extended family. Uh, and so that adds a, an additional uh, strain and dynamic. And then, of course, Christmas is all about the kids, right? I mean, <laughs> isn't that what we're, we're brainwashed to believe that this is the time that we're supposed to make especially special for all of our kids? We um, think that every, every day has to be filled with all these, again, wonderful hallmark moments. And, um, and we often, especially young mamas can end up feeling like a failure, um, you know, when they judge themselves as not succeeding with mm -hmm. making all these special holiday memories with their kids. Um, you know, you got to bake all the right sugar cookies and decorate them just so, and you've got to make all the cards for the nursing homes. And those are all, you know, attend all of the kid holiday parties. Mm -hmm. Those are all great things, but 
that certainly can add a whole bunch of stress when you have an expectation of perfection when Absolutely. it comes to your kids and, and what the holiday season is going to equal to them. So, yeah. so Matt, we just told them all of the reasons why they should be stressed out. Who's ready for the holidays? <laughs> Are we excited? What's our solutions? All right. So um, at, at the risk of sounding like a Scrooge, let's give you some options to maybe try to um, help with this. And I think, first of all, we've already talked about this, but I think we need to prioritize our time. Right. Take a step back every day, even if you have to take a step back and even verbally discuss this with your spouse. What are we going to do today or this week or this weekend to prioritize what is most important to us? Right. Often that means simplifying you know, yes. you don't have to say yes to everything. Yes. Your kids will look back on the time y'all have spent, you know, during the holidays with fondness if it's not stressful. Well, sure. They, they know when you guys are stressed. They know when you guys are fighting. They know when right. there's tension in that relationship. And they can't uh, begin to enjoy their own situation nearly as much if they know that there's strain in your relationship. So you've got to take care of yourselves. Right. Instead of, you know, feeling the need to bake all of the perfect cookies, if you make one batch of cookies and have a quiet evening with with your family, that will go much farther um, as far as creating the environment that you want to create. And so oftentimes it's simplifying. Right. I mean, as much as we love Aunt Betty, um, and I don't have an Aunt (laughs) Betty, so don't worry. But as much as that's true, (laughs) as much as we love Aunt Betty, making sure that she gets the perfect gift or expression of fondness is not nearly as important as making sure that your spouse feels valued. Right. So prioritize that time um, say no to the things that you have to say no to. And when you do have the time, take it. If you do have an hour this evening that's not obligated, spend that time wisely. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge believer in, quote, quality time, but it certainly makes a lot more sense to, if you have time together, that which is so rare and valuable during this the, these holiday seasons, when you have that extra hour don't spend that hour just mindlessly scrolling through social media. Yeah. Take the time to turn off your devices and connect with each other. Connect right. with your kids, but also make sure that you're spending that time connecting with your spouse. Whatever that means, have some conversations about things that are actually important, not who's buying what gift for whom and how many cookies are we baking this season and which party do we have next weekend, but right. actually spend some time talking about things that, that matter to the both of you. Um, you don't have to spend all your time this this season just stressing about the holidays together. Right. You know, you don't have to be the one that bakes the 14 pies and 20 batches of cookies every year and gives a lovely holiday platter to every single neighbor on your street. Yes. And, and as big a, f- <laughs> a football fan as I am, this hurts me to say, but you don't actually have to watch the entire galleryfurniture.com bowl. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know that Liberty had a football team before this season, <laughs> so you don't have to watch them. I mean, seriously, uh, it, it is tough for me to turn off the football games, but I should probably turn off the football games. And, uh, you know, we all have our vices. Some of you feel like you have to go hunting every weekend during the entire rifle season, the entire bow season. Uh, the entire whatever kind of season, right? You don't have to go hunting every weekend. Right. Um, 
the, you probably have venison in your freezer that's freezer burnt from last year, <laughs> and nobody even eats the venison. So you're, you're stepping I mean, on people's toes here. Look, you know, I think the important thing is spend your time with things that you mostly can can do together. I mean, there's there's obviously we're not against hunting. We're no. not against baking cookies. We're not against watching football. Certainly not. But. If you can do any of those things together, do it together. It right. will mean more to the both of you. I mean, I am not a football fan at all, but I do enjoy sitting beside you. Sure. And, and so, you know, I, I could easily leave the room when the football game comes on, but instead I find a good book and a blanket and curl up beside you to watch the football. Right. That said, I like it when we turn the football game off before it's over. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good sometimes. Um, but, you know, you can be in the kitchen with me baking cookies. Right. I mean, you can make make these things that do fill your time mean more if you will do them together. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're, you're again, I'm stepping on my toes a little bit here, so trust me, I hear this. Um, difficult as well. But your wife is not necessarily the one that is responsible for doing all of the holiday shopping for all your kids and all of your relatives. Right. Um, It's something that you can do together, share those burdens together, talk about who's doing what and make sure that neither of you feels neglected or that neither of you feels like you're bearing all of this burden yourself. Right. Holiday shopping can be a whole lot more fun when it's included in a date night. Absolutely. You know, so I think the big thing is, you know, we're, we're releasing this podcast right before the holiday season starts for a reason, because we want you to be intentional about deciding together what will or will not be on your calendar. So start now, look ahead to the time between, you know, Thanksgiving week all the way past the new year and be intentional about what is on the calendar what of this can we do together? What of this do we maybe need to say no to? Mm-hmm. What of this can we simplify or scale down? Um, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is date nights need to be on that calendar. Yes. You, gotta, you, gotta, you might have to say no to a holiday party so that you can actually spend time with someone you, probably, you should be enjoying more time with. Um, the, the date night with your spouse might be more important than this holiday party um, that that with friends that you don't really care that much about. I mean, just make some make some good choices about that. Right. And and really, I think it boils down to is is understand what this holiday season is going to cost your relationship. Yes. In terms of time, in terms of the emotional connection, and even in terms of money, and make good choices. Don't put right. yourself in debt, whether that's financially or emotionally or otherwise, just so that you can have this. Hallmark style Christmas that you know is not going to be a realistic expectation anyway. Right. And you've got to be talking and communicating with one another. So you're both on the same page as you're heading into that. You know, Matt, I think another big point here to make is um, we need to be intentional about protecting our spouse. Mm, This is a big one. And this is true. I mean, Probably was true in your relationship, maybe still is true in your relationship. I know it was true in our relationship early on that um, we we definitely didn't do a good job of protecting each other when we were around our extended families. Right. And and people might be thinking, what what's wrong with your extended families? <laughs> <laughs> but what we mean by that is, you know, you have to have an us versus them mentality, even if you have a great family. Sure. It has to be what is best for us 
first and being very mindful of how will my spouse feel or see this situation? Mm -hmm. Always having that in the forefront of your mind so that when you're with that extended family, you know, you don't immediately revert back to the, you know, teenage boy or girl the minute you walk into your parents' door yes. that has no responsibilities and is just there to say, hey, mom, what's in the fridge? Yeah. I mean, and, and this can start. Um, so I, ha- I have two brothers and a dad. And, and um, as one of my best friends told me that I have the most sarcastic family <laughs> in, the, in the world. He was speaking truth. And it was it's true. And we're very sarcastic. And that's how we show um, our love toward each other. And I know many of you have a similar arrangement in your family structure. That's just how you relate to each other. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you aren't familiar with that, that can feel very much like an assault on yourself. <laughs> um, and so uh, your spouse doesn't need to be the one that becomes the butt of the jokes. Right. Um, and so when the teasing starts, just put a stop to it in a friendly way, divert the attention back to your brother where it belongs, pick on <laughs> pick on your, your siblings, but don't pick on your spouse, especially not in front of all of your family. That can be very difficult um, right. for, especially for a newer spouse to, to know how to handle and, and protect them from your extended family. You know, that, that crazy aunt Matilda, that's going to grill your spouse about all of their <laughs> uh, personal information and, and ask those judge, judging kinds of questions. Uh, protect your spouse from that. Don't le- don't let them be put in a position where they are left alone with Aunt, with crazy Aunt Matilda, whoever right. that might be. <laughs> right. And I think you know, don't run off with the girls for a girls' shopping day or with the guys to go play a, a game of you know football or whatever, and leave your spouse alone to fend for themselves. Have a conversation before. You are in the situation with your extended family that that draws your boundaries. You know, if your spouse is fine, you know, especially the longer you're married, the more that family becomes their family. So if your spouse is fine with alone time, then yes, certainly there can be girl and guy time. But you need to know ahead of time before you're in the situation whether or not your spouse is or is not fine with that. Yeah. And be there with them. So Certainly, we're not against girl time and guy time, but make sure that that's first what is best for your marriage. Yeah, make it clear to your spouse that you are making choices that prioritize them Right. in, in whatever it, it, it looks like. Um, I, I think the other thing is, and you alluded to this earlier, is it's easy when we go back to our parents' house or we're, when we're around those extended family members it's easy for us to revert back to a time when we had very little to no responsibility. Yeah. And and that is a problem when you're newlyweds, but that's also a bigger problem if you have kids as well, because we go to our parents' house and then we just suddenly expect that all of our needs, including our kids' needs, are going to be taken care of by someone else. Yeah. Or we just assume that since I'm home with family or since I'm here, since I'm on vacation, that I don't need to have any responsibility or we just even sometimes unknowingly just assume that our spouse is going to take care of the kids. Uh, Don't leave all those responsibilities for your spouse to take care of. Right. Uh, it, It is up to both of you as parents to make sure that your kids' needs are taken care of. Don't leave that for your spouse or even for your uh, your extended family members to take care yeah. of them. They're not their kids. They're your kids. Right. Take care of them. All right, Matt. So after the break, how about we come back and talk specifically about sex during the holidays? You know, I can't wait. 
We want to take a moment to thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for sharing and for recommending the podcast. As strange as 2020 has been, our opportunities and support for Intimate Covenant have grown immensely this year. Plenty of things did not go as planned, but God has blessed our efforts even during these strange times. Amen. And believe it or not, there are just a few weeks left in 2020. While that may give many of you cause for celebration, there's one reason that fact should get your attention. We are starting to schedule Intimate Covenant Weekend Marriage Seminars for 2021. Several events are already being planned for next year, and we can't wait to get to meet some of you face-to-face. To get updates for when we may be coming to a location near you, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or sign up for our mailing list on our website, intimatecovenant.com. If you sign up now, you'll get a free downloadable resource. And if you want to bring Intimate Covenant to your church or small group, contact us, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. We would love to put together a one or two day seminar for your group to focus on God's plan for building deeper relationships and an extraordinary married sex life. Together, let's build a community of covenant-bound couples with a holy view of sexuality. IntimateCovenant.com All right. So, Matt, before the break, we said we were going to talk about sex during the holidays. So, what are we talking about? We we now advising that we do create the uh, Hallmark movie moments? Well, I mean, if that's possible, then by all means. Right. If you have a bearskin rug and an empty um, <laughs> the cabin fireplace. With the snow falling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if you can create that, by all means, Go I'm 100% in, in favor. But <laughs> Most of us don't have those moments during the month of no, December. Especially with if you're traveling with kids. So right. there you go. So unfortunately, it does seem like for a lot of couples, um, sex kind of falls to the back burner. I mean, our relationship as a whole can kind of fall to the back burner, but especially sex. So how do we be more intentional about sex during the holidays? Well, it's just tragic. And again, unfortunately, and that seems to be the case no matter when there is a stressful time in our relationship, it seems like sex is the first thing to go. So that might be a clue to you that your relationship is being impacted here. If, If sex is happening less frequently or is less enjoyable, that might be a clue to us that our sex, that our relationship as a whole is being impacted and we need to be paying attention. Right. So here's the thing. So one of the important things that needs to be done is we need to prioritize our sexual relationship during this time. And that's not just for the sake of having sex. I mean, uh, I'm certainly not an advocate for just having sex just so that you can have sex, but don't just don't just make it an item on the to-do list. Right. If but if you're having sex as you should be in every case for the purpose of connection and yes. for the purpose of maintaining and building intimacy in your relationship, then having sex on a regular basis and prioritizing that even during this time of year will have a beneficial impact on your relationship as a whole. Right. And that's why we advocate for sex, not just for orgasm sake or just to make it a to-do list item, but so that it is is benefiting your relationship as a whole. Right. Absolutely. It, it should always be about connection. And during this busy time of the year, more than ever, you need that connection together as as a couple. I mean, that it this should be the time of intimacy. Yeah. And, and if you need to schedule sex, like we've always said, if you need to schedule it to make sure that it happens, then do it. 
right? Whatever that is, if if it, if you designate a day of the week or a couple of days of the week to, that sex is going to happen on these days, no matter what, make it happen. If you need to tell your spouse, you know what, this Friday we are way off kilter. This Friday we're gonna have a date, or we're just gonna have a sex date. Whatever it is, <laughs> make sure that that happens so that it it happens. Right. So, you know, I think one of the things that can make sex life your sex life really difficult during the holiday season, especially is because we tend to do more traveling during this time. And so, you know, you, you go to your parents' house and they have one guest bedroom that you and all six of your children (laughs) are supposed to comfortably sleep in. (laughs) Yeah. You might be able to sleep, but you can't do much else in there with, with the kids piled in, or maybe you're traveling and you're, even if you're staying in a hotel, um, that's, that's a challenging uh, situation to try to have have sex with your spouse while you're in a hotel uh, sharing a single room with you and all of your kids. Right. So, um, you know, first and foremost, don't just ignore this stress. Right. Be intentional and, and don't be ashamed to say, we need to plan our trips so that we can easily have sex with one another. Right. And, and what might be... Uh, challenging to understand for one of you, especially if you're the sexual um, uh, responder, it will make no sense to you. But all of this traveling and all of this time being spent together, even though it's surrounded by all of this stress, for some pursuers, sex is the way that they deal with stress. And so they're going to want sex more. And they're spending all of this time for you. This is supposed to be a vacation, right? You're this, this you're off work. You're away from home. You're in a new environment. I mean, all of these things are triggers for a pursuer that that's going to cause them to want to have more sex. Right. And yet you're also, while you're spending all this great time with your spouse, you're handcuffed by the fact that it's more challenging because of your external circumstances. Right. So I think, you know, it's it's very important that you talk about this. And if at all possible, insist on your own bedroom. Yeah. If at all possible... Have a place where you have a bedroom, a, a bed, and a door that you can close. And lock. Hopefully lock. If not lock, barricade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but have your own place to sleep. And that may mean that you get a hotel room and the kids stay at grandma and grandpa's yes. house. Grandma and grandpa will love it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> your and parents are dying to have your children without you in attendance. <laughs> and you don't have to tell them it's because you want to have sex. But you know what? They probably will get that and they probably will understand that and even applaud your decision. Absolutely. Um, they might even help pay for the hotel if you just suggest, you know what, mom and dad, we, we really love to stay with you guys, but um, we just... we. We will sleep better and do better if we can spend the night somewhere else yeah. and spend the days with you. Right. And you so guys can have the kids, so If you're listening to this and you have adult ch- married children, be aware of that. Yeah. When, you, when you're having your children come back home, create places that they and their spouse can be alone, away from you and away from their children. Yes. You know, I mean, so... Prioritize it's the holidays. This. Have fun together and and be intentional about making that happen for everybody. Right. If you can't stay in a hotel, is there other friends or family that do have a bedroom that you can stay in? You know, again, find ways to separate yourself out from your children. You know, we say all the time, kick your kids out of your room. They don't belong in your room. That that goes with you even in traveling. 
if at all possible, insist on having your own bedroom. Yes. With a door that locks. Yes. If possible. Or bring your own lock. <laughs> so if, if not, to. there are plenty of people that are listening that are saying, we can't afford the hotel room. We don't have another option. This is this is it. So what do we do? What do we recommend for them, Matt? Well, there are probably times during the day when that place where you're sleeping will not be occupied by children. Yes. Especially if they're off running around with grandparents or if the cousins are around. Uh, the, the kids are going to be occupied somewhere else. That room will be empty right. and you can go and take a quote nap together. So I think it's important for responders to to make a point to create this time. It's real easy for a responder to to not prioritize this. Recognize that your pursuer is longing for this connection with you. And so be intentional, intentional about creating some time alone with your pursuer, make a point to say, you know what, after breakfast, let's go back to our room to clean up. Yeah. And you, you both will be able to enjoy this time bet together if number one, you're talking about it and you're actively making plans for it. Because if, if you, as a pursuer, um, or sorry, responders, if you make it known to your pursuer that, that it is actually on your mind, you are yeah. actually trying to make it happen. Right. Even if it can't happen as frequently as you would like, most pursuers would still be able to deal with this better knowing that it at least is on the spouse's radar. Right, right. So both of you be be um, prioritize this and, and communicate with, with one another. So, you know, go back to the room together. Take a shower together, you know. Yep. All bathrooms have doors and locks. So yes. even if your bedroom does not or even if you're sleeping on the couch, the, on the, you know, pull-out bed where sex would be virtually impossible, um, all bedroom, all bathrooms have a door and a lock. Right. So, you know, find the space that you can use and use it. Yep. Again, not just for sex sake, but for the connection yes, yes. that that brings together. You can actually get in there and turn on the shower and have a conversation and no one can overhear you talking badly about the extended <laughs> relative that just made your life uh, more miserable. Right. Um, now, the... Understand, though, that sometimes these sexual rendezvous that have to happen in these circumstances are going to have to happen quickly. Yes. And if that's the case, some lubrication may be helpful. Right. Travel Um, with lube. It will help you get things done much more quickly. Lots of lube companies actually make little travel packets. Yep. Um, So there's even coconut oil, if that's a preferred lube. They make coconut oil in individual size. It's on Amazon. Look it up. You you can find all of these things in a convenient travel uh, method that would make it discreet enough for you to travel with and no one would ever suspect. Right. Travel with lube. Travel with a little thing of flushable wipes for cleanup afterwards. Be prepared. Again, be intentional. Sex is not an afterthought in your relationship. Yeah. It is your source of deep connection. So take that, you know, intentionality with you when you travel as well. Absolutely. You know, bring a sound machine. I mean, you'll sleep better just being able to block out some of the noises that might be, you know, bothering you. But you can also mask noises that yes. might be coming from your bedroom. Yes. I mean, uh, there's, there's a lot of ways to maybe mask the noises. I've heard of, um, you know, for some 
position, sex positions, it's helpful to have like some hand towels to put between your bodies so that there's not the, uh, <laughs> the slapping noise that's, a, that's being heard. Now, that said, if, if you're engaging in, you know, rear entry positions in the bedroom next to your parents, you're probably not worried too much about noises. Uh, but um, <laughs> if you're that, that brave, if yeah. you're that brave, but um, that's also something that can be helpful. But there are lots of ways to mask noises. Right. Uh, s- slide a pillow up underneath the door frame so that those noises aren't escaping out your door as readily. Right. Whatever it takes to make both of you feel secure that you're not being heard or suspected could certainly go a long way towards right. improving that I mean, security. Come on, your family members know you're having sex. At some point. At they may not point, know right. when or where. Right. And they don't need to know when or where, but d- don't don't act like, you know, we, we can't at all let them know that we are having sex. That said, you do need to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> don't make it uncomfortable for yes. anybody. Right. But do right. things that help you have a sense of um, a, a, the ability to relax and enjoy those moments together. Maybe this is um, uh, too obvious, but... Another way to make this much more easy is to go to bed together. Yeah. Um, One of you is going to want to stay up and talk all night with all of your friends and family that are gathered, and that's perfectly fine and appropriate some nights, but other nights... It, it's definitely best to make it a priority to go to bed at the same time right. so that you actually do have opportunity right. to have some time together with your spouse. Right. Go to bed together before midnight, you know, so that you have time to talk with one another yes. about the day's events and, and then connect and hopefully let that lead into something more. But yes, don't don't both of you stay up late or or one of you routinely go to bed and the other be up talking to family members. Yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll close with this, that um, Paul Byerly, who is a, a blogger, he, he actually writes several blogs. One of them is called The Marriage Bed. He also writes one called XY Code and, and another one called The Generous Husband. I, I, would, I strongly recommend all of them. Um, and no, I'm not getting paid for this endorsement. But <laughs> uh, Paul Byerly started a long time ago, about seven or eight years ago, I think, um, what he calls the uh, Christmas Eve Quickie tradition. <laughs> now, this whether you make this your tradition or not, I would encourage you to make some kind of tradition around this season that involves connection and romance and sexual intimacy. But he recommends on Christmas Eve, whatever it takes, make sure you've made preparation, get all the toys built that need to be built, whatever it is you got to <laughs> do, get it done early enough so that you and your spouse can spend a few moments Sharing some hot chocolate together by the fire with the by the Christmas tree. Spend some moments together celebrating the two of you, right? Especially surrounding all of this special holiday spirit. Because I mean, let's face it: with all the stress, there is also an abundant amount of opportunity for joy, yes, and connection. And it is a special time, and it should be celebrated that way. Um, as you celebrate your family and the year as it comes to an end and celebrate each other. Right. Um, but he recommends make sure that you have time to spend together and then have sex on Christmas Eve every <laughs> year. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but do it in a way that it promotes some connection and it will be so special. And how much more special will Christmas Day feel when you had sex the night before? Come on. <laughs> how, how great is that, right? Santa comes early. I'm exactly right. Exactly right. All right. So give us our wrap-ups, Matt. Okay. Number one, protect your spouse. Make sure they know that you've got their back and approach your extended families with an us versus them mentality. Number two, prioritize your spouse and your relationship. 
you absolutely must make time to continue to connect with your spouse, even at the expense of making others happy, including your kids. And number three, plan ahead so that you are prepared to overcome challenges to your sex life during this holiday season. Make it a priority. If you have something to add, if we miss something, if you have a comment, if you have a suggestion on how to prioritize your relationship and sex life during this holiday season, we would love to hear your feedback, your questions, your suggestions via the email podcast at intimatecovenant.com. Now it's time to grab your spouse and your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about how you are going to prioritize your sex life even during the coming holiday season. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you for all your support. And until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.